0: Good evening and welcome to another day in the episode of Hearts Knit Together in Christ Ministries. I'm your host, Marcia a. Sullivan, and it's always such a privilege and an honor to present the gospel to you, to pray with you, and to share God's word with you. Um, I hope today that you have come to listen as we're getting ready to celebrate an exciting holiday, Thanksgiving, in the next couple of days so looking forward to it but I was thinking that you know this is a time for for you and I to truly reflect some of the good things that the Lord has done for us and um and some of the things that he's continued to do in our lives and so this leads me to share with you the book of Psalms chapter 33 we're going to go through verses 1 through 5. So if you would just turn with me and let's meditate on what this psalm, psalmist is saying here. So one of the things that I thought was interesting in this particular verse is that the psalmist starts off in Psalm 33 by just making a simple statement. And what he says here, he says, sing joyfully, you know, he says, sing joyfully to the Lord. So it points out who we are singing to. Now, oftentimes, you probably go to church and you, you see the same people maybe singing joyfully. While others, sometimes they never open up their mouth to sing. And others just kind of look weird. <laughs> but you know, it's okay because nobody knows the heart but God. And they may be singing, you know, from within their mental state, but just not expressing it. But here, the psalmist didn't say that. What he said to sing, to sing requires an action. To sing requires us to use some kind of verbal expression here. So the psalmist is saying when we sing, we ought to be singing joyfully to the Lord. You righteous the righteous people of God should be singing to the Lord, the one who created them, the one who's made them to sing. God is giving us lips to praise Him. And if we can talk, there should not be a reason why we're not singing to the Lord of Lords and the Kings of Kings, for it it is pleasing to the Lord, whether you know it or not, when we sing joyfully to Him, It's like, I believe, it's like a a sweet aroma that goes up into the nostrils of God. He can smell it. He can sense it. Just like when you can feel the warmth of when your child or your loved one, your significant other, your spouse, your husband and your wife, when they hug you and they show and express their emotions, whether it's through touch or feel, or a verbal language. They're expressing how much they love you. And so it's the same thing with the Lord. When we're God's people. Have decided to sing unto the Lord. Whether it be on one accord. Collectively. Or individually praises. Guess what? God loves it. God loves when we sing to him. He loves to hear our voices. And it also says it is fitting for the upright to praise Him. That's our duty, is to praise the Lord. Because we were created to worship Him. And in spirit and in truth. So we as believers, we have no choice but to worship our Lord our God. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are right now in your life or in my life, guess what? God still requires that we praise Him. As the psalmist has mentioned here in the book, He still requires that we worship Him, the Lord our God, the one who saved us, the one who redeemed us, the one who sent His only begotten Son to die for our sins and the sins of the world. We shall always be singing unto the Lord. And verse number two is probably one of my favorite part of this, the psalm. The psalmist, what he's saying here in verse 33, chapter of verse, I'm sorry, chapter 33, verse two, the psalmist goes on to say, praise the Lord with the heart, make music to him on the 10 string lyre. So for those musicians, they give him a great example, a visual of what it's like to sing to the Lord using instruments. Instruments is also a song. I'm sorry, it's not a song, but it's a way of worshiping the Lord. And certain instruments can make beats and sounds. And when they play, not to the glory of man, or to the glory of people. But when they play on those instruments to the glory of God, it can shift the atmosphere in, in large crowds. So if that's happening in hearts are being moved in large crowds, when the presence of God fills a room as they're praying playing for the Lord, how much more fitting it would be when the Lord sees us doing these things And we're worshiping him. How moved he is at his children to know that they are playing specifically for him in worship and not for anybody else. In verses 3, this is my second favorite part of this. When it says, sing to him, sing to who? Sing to your Lord, thy God. The God who created you, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The Father of Jesus, sing to your Lord a new song. You know, this this reminds me, I had I had to ask myself this question, and I'm asking you, I said to myself, When was the last time, Lord, I sung a song? a new song to you father and so i'm now asking you that same question especially those who love to worship the lord and even those who just now coming into worshiping or coming into a relationship with the lord the lord still wants you too to sing a new song to him we should be singing new songs every day to the lord Because every day that he's given us to live is such a blessing. Because there are some people who did not get up today. Some people died this year, and they they didn't have songs to sing because when they're dead, they, they no longer can sing. But we can sing because we are alive. We still have the breath of life living in us and we should be singing new songs. So ask yourself, when was the last time I sung a new song to the Lord? If it's been a long time, you need to have a a talk with the Lord and, and ask the Lord to give you a new song in your heart to sing to Him. It doesn't matter if you can hold a tune or not and you're singing, but what does matter is the place that it's coming from a heart of worship. And that's the place that we all need to get back to in the Lord is a a pure heart of worshiping the Lord and and giving him the, the greatest praise that his name is due, not taking his praises or singing for somebody else. But we should be singing as if the Lord was standing right there Before us, watching us, observing us, caring after us, protecting us. So it matters to the Lord when we're singing. So after we sing a new song, the psalmist says here in verse 3 that we should play skillfully. And in the last part, I think my pastor would probably love this one. It says, and shout for joy. Now in the world, you know, when a song come on, people really do start to sing. They start to dance. They really get excited and they really get happy. And so it should be when those who are worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth, when we have a skillful song, right, or play a skillful play Is says sing to him a new song play skillfully these are to those who can play the instruments then we should be able to shout for joy we should be able to have a shout I call it a shabaka praise but we should have a shout that is unique to the Lord that when we begin to say a shout God automatically knows that this is my son singing to me this is my daughter I recognize your voice I love it when you sing to me and it says in verse 4, for, for the word of the Lord is right and true. And this is the most part that I'm so thankful for. Because God's word is always right. It always justifies. It always convicts. It always searches the heart. God's word always Knows how to correct. It can cut. The word of God. It says it's like a double edged sword. It can pierce right through our heart. The marrow and the bones of our souls. Is able to divide things in us. That we didn't even know was clogged up. Holding hostage in us. But that's what the word of God is able to do. Because it's such a word of truth. Now, we know that from experience that a lot of times man's word doesn't always bring truth. But the revelation that comes with God's word, when you read it, you apply it to your life, you recognize that, guess what, God's word is always true. God's word can never, ever, ever, ever lie. And so in this time, in this day, in this history, I want you to be thankful. If you're not thankful for anything else, I want you to be thankful for the fact that, as the psalmist says, for the word of the Lord is right and is true. We don't need the validation of man to validate God's word because God's words stand firm. And God's word stand firm on His own. Verse 4, it says, he is faithful in all he does. So God's word is faithful. God's word is true. And when we think about that, it makes us really appreciate God's love even the more. Because we learn and desire to be just like the Lord. We strive to be faithful, sometimes we may miss the mark because we're born in flesh but as we're walking in the spirit, we don't want to keep missing the mark but what we want to become is doors, hearers of that word and be more just like our Lord who is faithful right and who learns to do what is right We want to be partakers with the Lord. And there's no other way to be partakers with the Lord than to do as he has commanded us to do. To walk as he walked, to live as he lived, to worship as he worshiped, to give as he given himself, to lay down our lives before him, to yield to his will, because when we have done these things, these are the things that, that help us to walk right, that help us to be faithful, that help us to also love what is right and righteous before the Lord and do the things that are just instead of engaging in the things that are unjust. Um, And a, an example of that is really looking at the stages and where we are in in the Bible. Um I believe we are in the book where it says Timothy in the second chapter that they were living in perilous times. Well that word stands out because I believe what we are, we're living in some perilous times. You know, I've never seen so much present darkness and present evil in my life. But if you read God's word, it tells us where we are. Never seen so much hate. And the history has stories about this. But things are just getting worse and worse and worse. And even in thinking about that, all of the things, the things that are happening, that's not enough to keep us alive. If we're looking at those things, it's enough to get us distracted, to get us angry, to get angry, to get us bitter. But when we look to God, we we're realizing that even in the midst of this hateful world, that God is still faithful, that God is still true, and that all of these things He said was going to happen anyway. But it's important that when we're worshiping God, that our hearts are centered on him and not the problems, not the past, not what's going on around us, not the temptations, but on the one who has the power to shift anything in our lives at any given season. And last but not least, as we think about Psalms 33, verse 5, I want you to think about this. It says that the Lord loves righteousness and justice. Now, it did not say that the Lord hates righteousness and justice, but it says that the Lord loves righteousness and justice. Because these things are a part of God's character and who he is. Now, we're also living in a time, as the world has been for years, out of order, corrupt. And we see so much of injustice and unrighteousness going, going on. These things are plaguing the land, plaguing the nation, plaguing the country. It's like a gross darkness, a disease, a wildfire spreading. But even as it's spread, guess who's watching? the Lord he's keeping a a watch record he's keeping a time record he's tracking because just like my grandmother used to say it's not going to be that long before Jesus comes. but the question is as we're worshiping and praising him will you be ready for the return of Christ if he come like a thief in the night world is spinning out of control but guess who holds the world in their hands our Lord our Savior and our soon and coming King and with that being said as the Lord loves righteous and justice I want you to keep this in mind that the earth is full of Is unfailing love. So to those who've been uh, keeping the scoreboard with all of the injustice, with all of the hate crimes, and all of the things that has happened in our government, in our leadership, in our nation, in our country, in our churches, in our schools, guess what? The Lord knows. But even when God knows all of these things, Guess what? I want you to think about this. As the word says that the earth, not man, not the government, not the leaders, not those who do evil and shed innocent blood, okay? Just like those who shed innocent blood in the case of Amat. But God says that the earth even in the presence of all of these things, that the earth is still full of his unfailing love. Now that's almost hard to fathom. That in the presence of evil and darkness, that their God's love is still plaguing the earth. But it's only present to those who are willing to receive this unfailing love. So I want you to think about that deeply as you're celebrating Thanksgiving and you're you're being reminded what you have to be thankful for. You can be thankful that you have a mouth to praise the Lord, that you are alive, that you're in good health because some people are not in good health. Some people had died. Some people was murdered. Some people were beaten. They can't even praise the Lord because they're dead we have the breath of life. If you're alive and you're living and you're well, you got good health. That's enough to be thankful for. And uh, let's just close out. Father God, we thank you so much that we can open our mouths and sing to you. Not just sing anyway, but we thank you that just as the psalmist mentioned, Lord, we can sing joyfully to you, God, with songs of praises flowing from our spirits. And God, we can praise you, God. We don't have to be forced. We can worship you at any time of the day, any moment, any hour, God. We thank you. We thank you, Father, for the new songs that you shall give us to sing. They may come new to us in the morning, in the night, in the afternoon, however you give them to us, Lord. We want to sing these new songs to you. And God, we want to make music, God, for you to listen to so that you will be pleased with our worship, God, and that our worship will be able to grab your attention. Lord, we thank you so much, God, for your word. We thank you, God, that everything about you is right and is truth, and you're overflowing with love. And last but not least, God, God, we know that you love righteousness, as the scripture tells us, and, and justice. Because of that, Lord, I want to take this time to lift up the Ahmad family, his trial, his family, his loved ones, the earth, God, those that are out there protesting and marching for justice. Father, my prayer tonight is that your word will prevail and your justice will prevail in this case, God. I pray, God, that you will show the system and the people who think that they have the right to take lives in innocent blood, God, that you will show these people, God, that you are righteous. And I pray, God, that whatever you want them to get, that you will allow them to have and show them your word, your justice, and your truth in this case and those that are representing this case I pray that no partiality will be shown God but nothing but your love and your justice to prevail just as your word declares and God I pray God that you would show them what you hate just as your word declares that you hate the hands of those who shed innocent Blood. We know that America is a land that sheds innocent blood and is always is always has been a land to shed blood, a polluted land, a divided land, a segregated land, a toxic land, God, a sinful, wasteful land. But Lord, I pray for you to have your way with America, with the corrupt leaders with the corrupt politicians, with the teachers, with the judges. God, that you would just awaken America, that you would shake up America, Father God, and allow them to know, God, that this is your throne, that this is your country, and that your people matter to you. May you prevail in Jesus' name. I pray, amen.